Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those cameras up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Nice and clean, execute our race. Put ourselves in position, got to be there at the end. Yep, copy that. Have a nice, smooth day and try to be there when it counts. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. The front row for the Daytona 500 will be Ricky Stenhouse Jr. We feel like we both got things to prove in this sport still, and you know, you're, you're only as good as your last race, last season. Aaron Jones by Hack McCarling will win the 42nd annual Bush Clash at Daytona. Yeah, definitely the wildest race I've ever won and maybe even been a part of for the most part. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Whelan. On the road, in the air, and around the world. Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. And by Blue Emu. Blue Emu's family of products supports healthy muscles and joints. Is family owned and made here in America. It works fast and you won't stay. From Daytona International Speedway, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live. We are at Daytona International Speedway, and we are ready for the NASCAR portion of Speed Weeks 2020. On Sunday, qualifying was held for the Great American Race. We'll hear from the front row, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., your pole sitter, and Alex Bowman, who will start the 500 from position number two. After qualifying, the Bush Clash was held here at Daytona, and it was Eric Jones surviving a wild Bush Clash. We'll look back at that race with the NASCAR Live Backtracks and talk with Eric about the win. We've got a couple of special one-on-one interviews with newly NASCAR Hall of Famer Joe Gibbs and his driver, 2019 NASCAR Cup Series champion Kyle Busch. We've got a large rookie class here in 2020. We'll hear from them as we get their thoughts and goals for the upcoming season. With this being Jimmy Johnson's final full-time NASCAR season, we're going to celebrate on the show each week with a new feature we call 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson. That's going to be fun as we follow his last career of NASCAR racing. By the way, we're also going to preview the latest podcast called 50 Years, the Voice of NASCAR, and much more. We've got lots coming your way on this show today. We kick things off with NASCAR Today's Woody Kane, who joins us now with the latest in NASCAR news. Woody? Mike, some sponsor news tops the agenda today. As Hendrick Motorsports says, both Exalta and Napa have extended their agreements with the organization. Exalta has added five years to its deal with Hendrick. The company will be primary sponsor for William Byron on the 24 car for 14 races each season starting in 2021. The driver says he and crew chief Chad Knauss were disappointed not to go further in the playoffs last season but are in a better place now. We just kind of got frustrated, and and we just worked through that, and I think that the two of us got better from it, and um, we're not afraid to really put anything on the table. So I kind of have found myself um, sending him more texts or or calling him more. Um, I don't like to call him, so I usually send him a text, but I I send him whatever's on my mind, and I feel like that's, that's new this year, so that's good. Meanwhile, Napa Auto Parts will extend its contract with Hendrick to sponsor Chase Elliott and the number nine team for 26 races each season through 2022. Speaking of contracts, Kevin Harvick and Stuart Haas Racing have agreed to an extension for the driver that will keep him behind the wheel of the number four Mustang through the 2023 season. You know, I worked my whole career and feel like I got here I got here with a group of guys and the people that I wanted, you know, have have had success with and and um, you know, for for me going through going through a few more years in the car just just made sense. The 44-year-old Harvick has 49 career wins and won the 2014 Cup Series championship. 
And with the Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series opening race set for Friday night at Daytona, Kyle Busch Motorsports says the team owner will again pilot his own trucks for five races in 2020. The first is at Las Vegas Motor Speedway next week. Bush will also race at Atlanta, Homestead, Texas, and Kansas. Bush has won a record 56 truck races and counting. Mike? Coming up on NASCAR Live, we'll hear from the top two qualifiers of the Daytona 500, and later, we'll get the best in-car audio from the Bush Clash at Daytona. Welcome back to Sports View. Today's topic, who deserves to win big this season? My two cents, good drivers. I mean, that's why there's Snapshot from Progressive. Let's go to Rick for some confusing metaphors. Look, if you put a classically trained cellist in a garage band and you tell them to play for Layman Young, I guarantee you, the meat on that burrito ain't gonna light the candle. Thanks for clarifying, Rick. If you're a good driver, there's no other way to say it. You deserve discounts with Snapshot. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents. Wheeland designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Wheeland product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Wheeland is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. We'll hear from the front row qualifiers of the Daytona 500 next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Do you have a car, truck, boat, or other vehicle that's seen better days, but you're not sure what to do with it? Turn your clunker into a chunk of change in support of children's health care initiatives when you donate it to the NASCAR Foundation. It's simple and free. Call 844-NASCAR-9 to have your vehicle towed and auctioned off. You get a tax deduction, and the NASCAR Foundation gets the proceeds. Put your vehicle to good use for the kids by donating it today. Call 844-NASCAR-9 today. That's 844-NASCAR-9. For more than 80 years, Detroit Diesel has been the legendary driving force powering Freightliner and Western Star trucks across North America. Through our state-of-the-art Detroit technologies and components and safety systems, we've earned our customers' trust as a reliable business partner dedicated to improving their bottom line. It's no wonder they continue to depend on Detroit to keep them safe and efficient on the road. When you demand it all, demand Detroit. Wheeland would like to congratulate Eric Jones and his number 20 Joe Gibbs Racing Team for their win in the Bush Clash at Daytona. They are the Wheeland Pit Crew of the Week. Swept up in a crash late in the event, Jones pitted during the caution, and the team went to work to repair the damage. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty bad, but, uh, you know, Camry kept running strong. I mean, it's, uh, we came down, and, and I didn't really know what we were trying to fix. I couldn't see it, but uh, I could tell the hood was pretty tore up and, and the right front as well, so... I didn't know it was that bad, uh, to be honest with you, until now. But, you know, it sure feels good to, to be able to come out with a win. You know, especially a race with perseverance like that, you don't want to give up. And, and when it pays off in the end, you know, it makes it a little bit extra special. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. Now, back to your host, Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Sunday afternoon, pole qualifying was held for the Daytona 500. Actually, we locked in positions one and two for the Great American Race. The rest we'll have to race for, beginning on Thursday with the Blue-Green Vacations Duel at Daytona, a race you'll hear right here on Motor Racing Network. The driver that's going to lead him to green in the Daytona 500 is JTG Dougherty's Ricky Stenhouse Jr. I had a chance to catch up with him after that pole run to talk about that fast five-mile lap he laid down. Growing up in Olive Branch, Mississippi, did you ever think you would be a pole winner for the Daytona 500? No, not at all. Uh, at that point, uh, at some point in my racing career, I just wanted to race for a living. I didn't care what it was. Um, you know, but, you know, starting to come down here to the speedway races, especially with, you know, Brian Patty, uh, puts a lot of hard work, a lot of, a lot of attention to detail, and uh, I knew that, if I kept him as my crew chief, at, at some point we'd have a shot at a Daytona 500 pole. Um, you know, we qualified on the pole, you know, with him in, in 2017. And coming over to JTG Doherty Racing, you know, the hard work that they put in, 
I mean, Mike Kelly going to the wind tunnel um, with our cars nonstop. You know, the guys in the body shop, they'd cut a body off if they needed to. You know, Ernie and, and they got a good leadership from top to bottom with Jody and Tad and, and Ernie. And it's uh, it's just cool to see everybody working together. And, you know, this this offseason, I, I felt like, hey, you know, we might have a shot at this, knowing that, you know, Hendrick Power's been on the front row of this thing and, and winning polls for a long time. And, uh, you know, we, we were – with the same engine program, same bodies, and, uh, you know, I knew that we were going to have a shot at it. So it's pretty cool. So what is it that clicks between you and Brian? I, I don't know. I, we both want to win. We both, uh, like, you know, pay attention to details. We, we're both OCD when it comes to organization and liking things, you know, a certain way. And uh, we've just clicked ever since day one, no different than, you know, Mike Kelly and I. And, you know, to have both of them in my corner, um, you know, switching over to a new team has been, you know, pretty beneficial this off season. So looking forward to continuing that. Obviously, this is just one weekend, one qualifying run. But I do know that uh, they're working just as hard on our Las Vegas cars as well. So I think this is, uh, you know, things to come for, for our Kroger JTG Doherty Racing team. And uh, look forward to, you know, enjoying this for a few days before we got to get in the, the duels. What about you, though? You, you just spent 11 years at Roush Fenway Racing, and this is an opportunity for you to hit the reset button and, and basically start a new chapter in your career. We hit reset. We hit it with a stamp right there. I think, um, you know, no different than, than Brian and Mike. Mike had, Mike had been at Roush Fenway a lot longer than I had, and, you know, we, we feel like we both got things to prove in this sport still, and, you know, we've, we've won, we've, we've done things, but... You know, you're, you're only as good as your last race, last season. And uh, and so we still got a lot to prove uh, in our cup career. And, you know, definitely has, has had things go our way sometimes. And then we've we've struggled at times. But all in all, um, you know, we're here working hard. And uh, it's a good, good way to hit the reset button for sure. That's Ricky Stenhouse, Jr., your poll winner for the 2020 Daytona 500. His crew chief, Brian Patty, comes over to Roush Fenway Racing and rekindle some spark that he had with Ricky Stenhouse Jr. when they both were at Roush Fenway. And as you can imagine, he was very emotional about winning the pole for the 500. How many man hours do you think is involved in this race car here? Too many. <laughs> uh, you know, seeing, seeing all these races pay the same amount of points, I don't know why we spend so much time on 500 cars. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's moments like this. You know, it's, uh, it's cool. I uh, didn't realize Kroger was sponsoring the, the pole, um, so that's even better. It's, uh, it's just been a... Storybook start to our career over here at JTG uh, with Ricky and I. So we'll, uh, you know, continue to execute, do the obvious things right, and and uh, race. You know, that's what we're getting paid to do is race, and I think we can do a really good job over here. Talked to Ricky a moment ago. He sings your praises, and it seems like that you and he have a great relationship. Are you on the – is that that secret sauce between the two of you guys? It seems like that when you're together you work very well, and obviously you both have a fresh start with JTG here in 2020. I mean, yeah, he's, uh, you know, we both needed something new, and uh, I'm glad for the opportunity over here at JTG. It's uh, Tad and Jody. I mean, listen, it, it's hard changing jobs. I don't, I'm not a guy that wants to move around very much, and, uh, you know, I spent four really good years over at Roush, um, but uh, it was time for a change. Um, love Jack to death, um, but uh, for myself personally, it was uh, needed. Um, so coming over here was a, you know, breath of fresh air. Um, you know, just just guys that want to race, right? We don't uh, we don't crap around, have meetings for meetings. We come in, we do our job, uh, talk about things that are going to uh, make our cars faster, and, and do it. That's uh, that's what it's about. We don't need to have meetings for meetings and stuff like that. It's just a, you know, it's it reminds me a lot of Nimco. I'm gonna be honest with you. That's why I told him when I talked to him. I says it reminds me of Nimco. We come in, let's build fast race cars, go to the track and win races, and that's what we did. In, you know, Nimacek for 11 years. Um, back when I first started, and I think this, this has that same feeling, and, and hopefully this shows it. You know, you're taking us back down memory lane. You talk about those Nemco days back in the old NASCAR Bush Series. You're a cup crew chief, now winning the pole for the 500. What kind of personal satisfaction is this for you, considering that you're from these territories here? Yeah, it's uh, you know it's the track closest to my house uh, over in Zephyr Hills. It's, uh, it means a lot. Now. We got the heavy lifting done today of winning the pole. Now you got to go, and you got to survive the duel, and now you've got to win the Daytona 500. Easier said than done. What's the workload for you going to be like this week? Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, tomorrow we're going to go to the wind tunnel with our Phoenix car. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, we're going to work on our Vegas stuff, try to get prepared for next week. It's, uh, and Thursday, we're going for 10 points and a win. I mean, that's what, you know, 
when they start paying points for the duels, it, it makes it a little bit more important, um, especially with the front row guys. Um, I know we're locked in, and we're probably not going to take very big changes, but uh, you know, points are points, right? And we got to excel and, and make stage points when we can. And Speedways is a good chance to do it. Uh, and in the 500, obviously, you know, I've won a chance of winning on a team that's won both Xfinity races here, spring and fall. And, uh, you know, we won the Daytona 400, so this is the only one we lack. So uh, the 500 is a big one on my list. That's Brian Patty, the crew chief for Ricky Stenhouse Jr. On the outside of the front row is Hendrick Motorsports driver Alex Bowman. Yeah, it's always great, uh, you know. The Daytona 500 is such a big event, so to be on the front row of it's really neat. Obviously, you want to be one spot better, but I think the mullet was the uh, was the deal breaker there. If I would have grown a mullet like Ricky, I would have been about a half a tenth better. But um, that's all right. We'll take second. Uh, we just got to be one spot better in the race, and I think we have a great shot at it. These Hendrick cars are so good down here. Hendrick horsepower under the hood, it, it's it, it's great. Our speedway cars are always amazing. So. I'm um, excited to get going here in the clash later today, and then uh, come Sunday, I think we're, we're going to be up front. What about the dynamic of this race team? You're back with Greg Ives this year. You won a race last year. Seems like you guys have a lot of momentum coming into this new race season. Yeah, I think so. We've, we've got some new faces, and everybody seems to be working together really well. But uh, Greg and I are getting along great. Um, he keeps asking me how, how to cheat up his box stock to go run Millbridge all the time. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to cheat up his box stock for him like, like we do the midgets for Chili Bowl. And um, no, it's, it's a great relationship. We have a lot of fun. Thank you, Alex. That is your outside pole sitter for the 500. So you have Ricky Stanhouse Jr. on the pole. You've got Alex Bowman on the outside of the front row. They are locked into the Great American Race. We will establish the rest of the starting field in Thursday's Blue-Green Vacations Duel at Daytona. Coming up on NASCAR Live, we'll look back at Sunday's Bush Clash, and we'll hear from winner Eric Jones. Plus, later, we'll go face-to-face with his owner, Coach Joe Gibbs. When Chevy decided to advertise the Silverado and the all-new Silverado HD's available camera technology, it was suggested that there were better ways to do it than on the radio. But listen to the Silverado's available transparent trailer camera view. Maybe they're right. So check out the strongest, most advanced Silverados ever for yourself. Find new roads at your local Chevrolet dealer. Read the vehicle's owner's manual for important feature limitations and information. Camera views require available accessory camera and installation. Not compatible with all trailers. See your dealer for details. NASCAR is back. The 2020 NASCAR Cup Series season kicks off. 101,000 are on their feet. With Racing Super Bowl, the Daytona 500. The Great American Race is underway, and they're headed to one. Sunday, February 16th. Hamlin tries to block. Logano pinned in behind him. As only the Motor Racing Network can bring you. A multi-car pileup. All the excitement of NASCAR's biggest race is here. The Daytona 500. Sunday, February 16th on the Motor Racing Network. We've got a NASCAR Live Backtracks coming up next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Hey, guys. It's Dylan Welch. He's Tyler Burnett. We're the co-hosts of the Rip the Fence podcast. If you like non-wing sprint cars, midgets, silver crown, traditional non-wing dirt track racing, we've got the podcast for you. Fine job from Chris Rebell up front. Dirt racing is about going to the racetrack and enjoying it. Non-wing open wheel racing's best podcast, Dylan and I chat with some of the biggest stars from past and present. Chris Bell, a winner at Eldora. It's the Rip the Fence podcast available on MRN.com and your favorite podcast app. Wing Nation, presented by Sage Fruit on MAP TV. I'm Donnie Schatz, and you're watching Wing Nation. Saturdays at 7.30 and 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. This is Brad Doty, and you're watching Wing Nation. This is Steve Post. Join Ashley Strummy and I as we talk to the biggest names in wing sprint car racing. This is Terry McCarlin. This is Danny Dietrich. This is Brian Brown. This is Greg Wilson. I'm Sheldon Hanshield. You're watching Wing Nation. This is Brent Marks, and you're watching Wing Nation on MAV TV. Wing Nation, Saturday mornings on MAV TV. I'm Darren Pittman, and you're watching Wing Nation on MAV TV. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to the World Center of Racing. Sunday afternoon, the NASCAR Cup Series raced a wild, rough-and-tumble, unpredictable bush clash at Daytona. Here's some of the best in-car audio with this week's NASCAR Live Backtracks. Time to lock and load. The winter wait is over. Waiting for the pace car to peel off the banking. It will do so now as they make their way through the triable. Looking for the green flag at Daytona. All right, pace car is off. Finally. Ready. 
Ready, ready, green, 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 all rolling. So what happened to Martin Truex uh, Jr.? He pulled out of line, fell back in line in 10th. Why? Well, it looked uh, that he may have had a little bit of debris covering the grill. Yeah, sorry, man. That's the whole, uh, the whole grill was completely covered. So uh, we were lucky there. Yeah, I figured it was. I was trying to dodge it, but there was just too much out there. Trouble off turn four. Kyle Bush up and into the outside wall. Easy, 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 easy. We're wrecked. Come and see us. Yeah, right in front of the field. 10 point. Let's go home. Here I come. Yeah, he's out. But the hard hit was the 18 car coming across the track and just clobbered Brad Keselowski in a two car while he was up there leading that race. So that was a hard hit for the two car. All right. Uh, we got destroyed by the TV. Postman, you're down there in the 22 pit of Joey Logano. Are they saying anything at all? Now they're just worried about damage repair. Whatever happened between the drivers is between the drivers. The crew is working on the left side of that car. They pitted a couple of times with Joey Logano as uh, they've got left side damage on that automobile. Stop in the box. We're on DVP here. So just keep us informed where the pace car is. Stop. Shut it off. Clear the Get tires on it first. Clear the thing. Get tires on it. Get tires on it. Be ready to roll here. Come on. We got to go. We got to go. Get tires on it here. Pull the left rear. Pull the left rear. On the front. The front of the left rear. Make sure it don't run there. Pull that out. Hamlin hangs onto the car and will keep the lead. Unbelievable. Now Hamlin's around. Hold on to it there. Hold on to it. Hold on to it. We lost the right rear there, guys. You okay, Denny? You all right in there? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I felt the turn one into. I was trying to hold on. Like a no chance. Oh, I've seen it. You did a hell of a job. Hold on all you did, man. Hell of a job, really. Take it to the garage. We're done. Thanks for the effort, guys. Almarola! Check your vitals. You can drive it into the garage if it'll roll. Yeah, I got oil pressure, water pressure. Dang it. Let's go around again. If not, bring it down pit road. Take a look at it. Oh, buddy. It's real, real bad. Really looking over the number nine car, that Mountain Dew Chevrolet, Alex Hayden with the binoculars on it. We are trying to determine whether the tire has gone down. The three took another look at it. He said it might not be in the tire. It's really close, FYI. Well, I can assure you it's flat, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I understood. If we can pit when it's open, you know, we'll be able to get back up basically to the, the front there. That really sucks. We would have been fine. I don't know. It's me trying to get around him, whatever got me loose, trying to hit the wall of the right rear. Elliot with another shove. Oh, and he's jamming Larson right into the corner. Pushing you. You're clear of the three. You and the nine. Nine's working up. He's up. He's up. On your bumper. Coming down, 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 down. Inside, inside. Still inside. Stay in it. Stay in it. Stay in it. Hold the brake now. Here, caution's up. Kyle Larson to the front of the field. Now he and Chase Elliott come together. Both cars hard into the outside wall. Larson goes around. Chase Elliott into the wall. Good job, bud. That was close. You can just drive it on back. You want to? Yeah. Sorry about that. Sorry for what? We're doing it, man. Good. Only five cars remaining, and they are Austin Dillon. If we keep this up, we're going to be the only car left. Many cars are left now. I don't see any behind us. That's in the six and the 20. I don't even know. Nine is done. 42. He's not done, but he's tore up. His teammate behind him, Eric Jones, leads. The front of his race car is missing. Checkered flag in the air. Eric Jones, by half the car link, will win the 42nd annual Bush Clash at Daytona. Thanks, Danny. You got to be kidding me. Thanks, DH. Good job, Jones. How about that, Jones? Nice way to start off, boys. Yeah, I was going to tell you to burn it down, but I think you already have. MRN's Dylan Welch caught up with Eric after the race. How many wrecks were you actually in today? Did you lose count? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, somebody told me three, which sounds about right. It may have been even more, but uh, yeah, definitely the wildest race I've ever won um, and maybe even been a part of for the most part. So it was fun. I was actually, you know, I was disappointed when we slipped through the pit box and got a lap down. You know, you're bummed, you're riding around, not really getting a race, and then got the caution back on the lead lap and it's like man i'm having a good time you know you're you're getting to get out there and really really dice and you're just there's nothing to lose so you can really go hard and i didn't know uh if our sporklips camera was going to really make it to the end after the last wreck but you know we we got a really good push from our teammate there denny and, and he was able to get us back to the front 
crazy last two laps. Everybody was really dicing hard, but it was fun. I was having a great time. Obviously, uh, to win makes it that much sweeter, but you know, definitely really cool to win it uh, this early on in Speed Weeks. You've won twice at Daytona. Need the 500 now to complete the trifecta. How did you feel about what you learned out there today? Different car, obviously, next week, but I'm sure learned a lot. Yeah, you learn a lot. You know, I think we actually, you know, our, our car next week's a little newer, a little better, but uh, you still learn the characteristics. Those don't change um, what the track does. I think the weather was fairly similar as it's going to be next Sunday. So learned a little bit about tires and handling, what's, what we're going to fight there. The car actually drove really good, especially before the damage, and, and uh, we were able to learn some stuff there with taking two and four tires. So uh, you got some stuff in the notebook, and, and hopefully it applies next Sunday, but you never know. It's, it's going to be such a different race. I don't, I don't expect it uh, to be quite so chaotic, but uh, it'll, be, it'll be a lot of fun. I'm excited about it. That's Eric Jones, winner of Sunday's Bush Clash at Daytona. Coming up next, we'll go face-to-face with Joe Gibbs and later, Kyle Busch. Hey there, it's Hall of Fame driver Rusty Wallace for Blue Emu. After spending nearly a quarter of a century in a race car, I know what it means to be banged up and bruised up. As Wallace spins, Wallace That's why I reach for Blue Emu products to support my muscles and joints. Blue Emu is known for quality and innovation. And Blue Emu is one of the few muscle and joint brands that is 100% owned, distributed, and manufactured in the USA. For Hall of Fame relief, reach for Blue Emu. Works fast and you won't stink. NASCAR local, regional, and international racing. Grassroots racing. From the short tracks of America to the road courses of Europe and Mexico. I'm Kyle Rickey. Join Hannah Newhouse and me for NASCAR Coast to Coast. Presented by Whelan and Hercules Tires. Each week on the Motor Racing Network, we'll talk with the race winners, newsmakers, and grassroots racing personalities. NASCAR Coast to Coast on the Motor Racing Network. Folks, we've got a busy week of broadcasting coming your way from Daytona this week. And on Wednesday, Motor Racing Network will be at Daytona 500 Media Day. We'll talk to all the drivers as they get ready for the Great American Race and the upcoming race season. You can hear that at MRN.com. And at 7 Eastern Wednesday night, you'll get a special edition of NASCAR Live as we take you back to the best of Daytona 500 Media Day. Thursday, we will establish the field for the Great American Race through the Blue-Green Vacations Duel at Daytona. Motor Racing Network airtime Thursday night at 6. On Friday, going to be a busy day there. We have practice for the Daytona 500 coming up at 5 Eastern on MRN.com. You'll have the Next Era Energy 250 for the NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series at 7. We're back Saturday with final practice for the Daytona 500 on MRN.com. That comes your way at 12.30. You'll have the NASCAR Xfinity Series season opening NASCAR Racing Experience 300. MRN airtime is at 2. And we're back Sunday to kick off another season with the Daytona 500. Coverage of the Great American Race begins at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Coming up next, we go face-to-face with Joe Gibbs. First, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Check out MRN.com for a podcast series called The Tough Trucks of NASCAR. 25 years and still trucking. We'll take you back to some great races. Here they come. They're crashing in the back at the line. Mike Skinner wins it. Some wild moments. Brendan Gaughan gets turned around and slams hard into the inside retaining wall. And the stories that go with them. We lost the championship, but there was a lot of ugly things that went on behind the scenes. Ended a lot of friendships, actually, to this day. Download the shows for free on iTunes and at MRN.com. Hi, folks. Mike Bagley here. At MRN, we rely on equipment from Racing Electronics. Joey Logano to the lead on the back straightaway. Racing Electronics has scanners and headphones. We can listen to every uncensored conversation between driver and crew. We're in the championship, baby. Yeah. And when we need live audio, in-car cameras, and up-to-the-second statistics, use their latest handheld unit called Legend. To learn more about these products and many others, visit RacingElectronics.com. Racing Electronics, the official two-way communication partner of MRN. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Thanks for joining us on this week's NASCAR Live. Recently, MRN's Woody Kane had a chance to sit down with NASCAR Hall of Famer Joe Gibbs. It's this week's NASCAR Live face-to-face interview. Please welcome the 2020 NASCAR Hall of Fame inductee, Joe Gibbs. Coach, this is something you've been through before on the football side. How is the NASCAR side of this 
whole Hall of Fame experience different? I think uh, they are both different, uh, but at the same time, it's a thrill, and I'm just thrilled to be a part of it. Um, you realize that uh, the two things I've been in are really team sports. It's, it's football and it's racing. And I was not a good athlete, so I found out early on in life, get in team sports, hide in there. And when the team gets a victory, you can take some some amount of credit for doing it. And I've done the same thing in NASCAR. I got great, we got great people at the race team. And, but it is a thrill getting a chance to go through this. And I realized for me, most people in life never get to have one dream occupationally. And I've had a chance to have two. And so I realize how fortunate I am, and I, I really thank the Lord for uh, letting me do this. One of the things that you often say is this is a people business, and it's about getting the right people in the right spots. When you're needing a person, what are you looking for? I think, you know, uh, it started in football because, you know, you have – I used to laugh. I would go into the draft room, and all the players would be lined up there and with the, with the Redskins. We had a little orange sticker, and I would look sometimes, and I would see an orange sticker, and it would be on the draft side. And an orange sticker for us means there's something in the background here that really wasn't good. And so I would always go, now, what's this? And they would go, you can handle him. And I said, said, okay, now, he's 21 years old. I got five weeks in camp. I'm not going to be able to handle him, okay? Put that orange sticker over there. We're going to have enough problems with uh, the average people we draft here. So I I just think my whole life is, my whole life's been, a key is recruiting and picking people. It's, it's a huge deal because we're so complicated, very different. You see it all the time in football. People go, how could you miss on a number one draft choice? It happens all the time. All the research you do, people are, it's very hard to analyze people. And so I think that's a real key to what you do, particularly in team sports. And it starts for us, it started with character. You got to get the right kind of person. Uh, You know, and then in football, it was, you know, having somebody that was mentally and physically tough that could go through things and stand with you when it gets uh, when it gets tough times. Because it will. Because it will. Yeah, that's for sure. And then it kind of goes into smarts. You know, they got to be football smart, racing smart. And then it goes to talent probably last. And so really last. Yeah. And that's kind of, you know. Uh, the way we kind of work through it, and it's extremely hard because you're asking people to come on your team, sacrifice the individual goals for the goals of the team. And that's hard for us because most of us come into the world, what, we're all focused on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, but it really, I think, in football, it helped me in racing because I found I was scared to death to do anything else. But when I came over here, I found that almost every part of this is exactly like football. The only difference is we got a car. It doesn't behave, <laughs> and you can't threaten it. <laughs> At least in football, I can get them in there and say, if you don't start playing, I'm going to kick your, you know what I mean? <laughs> it doesn't work over here with the car. Uh, but anyway, uh, I think the two worlds are a lot alike. Career win number 56, championship number two, off turn four, looking at the checkered flag, and Kyle Busch scores the win here at the Homestead Miami Speedway. You have won championships with two of the more, let's say, mer- mercurial figures in racing yeah. in Tony Stewart and Kyle Busch. How have you, or what have you learned about managing that type of personality? Because you know the talent is there. Yeah. I think um, what happens with athletes, they come in all kinds of sizes. Their personalities um, are very different. And what we learn with people, they're all different. You can't treat everybody the same. That's, that's, That's just not realistic. Human nature being what it is, people are very different. Sometimes the guys with that wear all their emotions on their sleeves and let you have it all, are, are easier to handle than the guy that's going to hide everything and have all kinds of issues and stuff but won't. Because then you don't you know what's it. going on. Yeah. Yeah. 
One final question for you. When you look back on your racing career, the championships and Daytona 500s and things like that are obvious, but I wonder if there's a sort of off-the-beaten-path moment that will stick with you forever. Well, the thing that will stick with me forever, I said the greatest victory I've ever been a part of, was our Daytona 500. To the checkered flag, Denny Hamlin has won the 61st edition of the Daytona 500. It was the first year that we didn't have J.D., but yet J.D. was there. He had found Denny, both of them is number 11. Denny put J.D.'s name over the door, and for that car to win the Daytona 500, all the emotion that went into that, that's something I'll never forget. It was the greatest victory I'll ever be a part of. And because of J.D., and so I just appreciate his life. I think all of us there at the race team this year, even though J.D. wasn't there, we all felt him. And we go through the year and had our best year ever, and then to finish with the championship, I think all of us really missed him and felt that he was there as we went through the entire year. He was there. Fantastic. Congratulations, Coach. Thank you. Joe Gibbs will be looking to win his fourth Daytona 500 coming up this Sunday. Coming up as well, we'll look at the 2020 NASCAR Cup Series rookie class. And later, we'll go one-on-one with Kyle Busch. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. The 1993 Cup Series season had more than its fair share of twists and turns. Checkered flags waving. I look in my mirror, and here's Earnhardt right on my tail, and he goes down low to pass me. And I said, oh, no, you don't. As Wallace spins, Wallace's car goes on its nose. Here's stories that you've never heard before in a 10-part series called The 1993 Season. And Davey was behind me, and we came off the corner, and there's a guy standing in the middle of the racetrack. You can download it for free on iTunes and at MRN.com right now. We'll hear from the 2020 NASCAR Cup Series Rookie Class next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Wing Sprint Cars. That's what we talk about on Wing Nation, presented by Hercules Tire. I'm Steve Post. Join Aaron Everham and me Tuesdays at noon Eastern Time as we talk with race winners and newsmakers from dirt tracks across America. From the world of outlaws to your local track, we cover the greatest show on dirt. Join us live Tuesday on Facebook Live or WingNation.com. Or catch our Tuesday and Thursday podcast on YouTube or your favorite podcast provider. Wing Nation, your home for Wing Sprint Car Talk. For more than 80 years, Detroit Diesel has been the legendary driving force powering Freightliner and Western Star trucks across North America. Through our state-of-the-art Detroit technologies and components and safety systems, we've earned our customers' trust as a reliable business partner dedicated to improving their bottom line. It's no wonder they continue to depend on Detroit to keep them safe and efficient on the road. When you demand it all, demand Detroit. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. There's a lot of talk this year about the rookie class in the NASCAR Cup Series. It's one of the largest classes we've had in a while. For more on the new crop of rookies, here's the host of NASCAR Today Midday, Kyle Ricky. The start of the new NASCAR Cup Series season each year means the realization of a dream come true for that season's rookies that have been racing most of their lives hoping to get to the sports top level. This year, we'll see no less than six rookies in the field, which will include NASCAR champions from the sport's lower-tier series. Tyler Reddick will drive for Richard Childress Racing in the team's number eight car after winning the last two NASCAR Xfinity Series championships. Reddick says there will be pressure to perform, but not necessarily from his team. I don't I don't feel pressure internally from the, the great people we have working around me, but... Um, I'm putting that pressure on myself to push as hard as I can. Um, but that, as, an, as a driver, if you don't have that, that instinct or that drive in general, then you're obviously missing something. 
Christopher Bell is a former NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series champion and has been a title contender the last two years in the Xfinity Series for Joe Gibbs Racing. This year, Bell makes the move to Levine Family Racing to drive the number 95 car in the Cup Series. He believes having his Xfinity Series crew chief in Jason Ratcliffe join him at LFR should help with his learning curve. Yeah, I love where I'm at just because I have Jason Ratcliffe on my side. He's a very, very savvy veteran crew chief that's won a bunch of races with veteran drivers. And now you insert a rookie driver with myself, and I can, or I hope anyway, I can soak up his knowledge and, and he can speed up my learning curve. The 2019 Xfinity Series season featured what were dubbed the Big Three. Three drivers winning a majority of last year's races. Both Reddick and Bell were a part of that three, as was Cole Custer, who will also move to the Cup Series this year with Stuart Haas Racing to drive the team's number 41 car. And says consistency will be key at least early in the season. You know, I mean, starting out, you just want to be consistent. You know, I think we want to build some uh, some good finishes and stuff like that and just get a you know, figure out where we're at, just not wreck a bunch of cars and everything like that. So um, from there, I mean, I think you want to try and start focusing on the playoffs and see where you're at there. And, you know, if a win comes along along the way, that's I think we're, we're capable of that. I think our team's capable of that. John Hunter Nemechek got a taste of cup racing last year, filling in for the injured Matt Tift in three races late in the season for Front Row Motorsports. Same team he'll be driving for full time this year. And he looks to learn from that experience a year ago. You have to look back and reflect and see what you could have done different to make your finishes better, what you could have done different to learn a little bit faster. Um, but it was kind of a last-minute deal. So um, I feel really good about going into this year with the communication aspect that we had from crew chief and engineers and everyone else on the team. And hopefully we make it that much better this year. Brennan Poole has found success in both the NASCAR Xfinity Series and the Gander RV and Outdoor Truck Series, which includes a runner-up finish last May in Charlotte. Poole will drive for Premium Motorsports this year in the Cup Series and is just thankful for the opportunity. You know, it's very special. I'm very grateful for the opportunity. Uh, there's only 40 guys in the world that get to do it, um, and uh, to be one of those guys is very special. Um, everybody has worked um, extremely hard to make it to this point and uh, to have that opportunity is just um, you know very grateful it's something that uh, I've always thought about as a kid uh, when I was playing with my matchbox cars in the ground and after running a part-time season last year in the cup series 21 year old Quinn Howe finds a new home at Starcom Racing to drive the team's double zero car a career he says began by chance on the Virginia short tracks. Uh, I started racing when I was eight years old with my dad and I'm not from a racing family. I got this bug on my own and we knew nothing. We just met a lot of great people along the way and when I told dad I wanted to get in full-size stock cars he was like you were on your own because I don't know what I'm doing now on go-karts. All six of the rookies will rejoin the veterans on track as they look to qualify for their first Daytona 500 this Sunday on Thursday night in the Blue-Green Vacation Dual Qualifying Races at 6 p.m. here on the Motor Racing Network. Thank you, Kyle. Those drivers are going to be so much fun to watch here in the 2020 season. Coming up next, we'll go one-on-one -on -one with defending Cup Series champion Kyle Busch, and later we'll have this week's 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Blue Emu. No chill, no burn, no odor. Blue Emu. Works fast and you won't stink. Progressive presents Get Pumped. Inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Hey, are you just going to stand there and let people not give you credit for being a good driver? You deserve discounts on car insurance, and that's what Snapshot from Progressive is for. So why aren't you signing up? You need music to get pumped? Hit it. Drum solo. Ow, that hurts my fingers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. 
The reigning NASCAR Cup Series champion Kyle Busch is next. First, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Hey, this is Bubba Wallace, driver of the number 43 Victory Junction Chevrolet Camaro. Victory Junction is a year-round camp for children living with serious and chronic medical conditions. Each year, nearly 10,000 children and their families get the chance to play, laugh, and do things they never thought possible at Victory Junction at no cost. You can make a difference in a child's life and feel your heart race. Support Victory Junction by texting Bubba to 36413 or donating online at victoryjunction.org slash donate now. Jeff Gordon has come from virtually nowhere. He's one of NASCAR's all-time greats. For the 93rd time in his career. A pioneering champion. Be at the right place at the right time. The kid who took on the good old boys and changed NASCAR. We started to go toe-to-toe from Earnhardt. MRN presents a 10-part podcast series that traces Jeff Gordon's rise to NASCAR legend. Jeff Gordon, the colorful career of the Rainbow Warrior. Available now at MRN.com and your favorite podcast source. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Thanks for hanging out with us on this week's NASCAR Live. Recently, MRN's Kim Kuhn had a chance to sit down and get an exclusive one-on-one interview with Kyle Busch. They talked about the new season and defending his Cup Series championship. The old mantle in the Kyle Busch house is getting ready to get an extension. He's getting ready to hoist some hardware. Kyle Busch through turns three and four for the final time tonight at Homestead. Yeah, I can't ignore the championship ring on your hand. If the championship ring could talk, what would it say? Badass. <laughs> Itself and the one who was holding it. I like it. Yeah. Well, you made your IMSA slash Rolex 24 debut this year. I know I've heard that you've said you had a positive experience, but did you learn anything new about yourself as a driver doing it? Um, yeah, I learned that you need a little bit more time waking up in the middle of the night to, before you get in the race car in 30 minutes. <laughs> Um, that was, that was, it wasn't hectic. I mean, we knew I was supposed to get up at like 445 and I just, I, they, oh, we, they couldn't get a hold of us for like 10 minutes. So then finally they knocked on the door and then I was awake and then it was kind of a rush, rush, hurry up, get dressed. And then, um, uh, eat, eat a little bit of something before going back out there and getting on the pit box. Do you think it takes a different caliber driver to jump different series and, and win in different series? For example, you look like a guy like Scott Dixon. He's a five-time champion on the IndyCar side, and then he's won multiple Rolex, 24s. Mm-hmm. And there's you know guys peppered throughout history that have done it. Is it a different caliber driver that's able to do that? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, anybody can get out there and go do it. Um, you know, you can go run a dirt car. You can go run a Rolex car or IMSA, whatever it might be, NASCAR. And, and you can race those cars, and you can be out there and be in the field. But to be a winner or a champion and a, and a multi-time at that, I think, um, you know, you mentioned Dixon. I, I don't know of another guy who's won as many championships and Rolex 24s as, as he has. So he's, he's one of the best for sure. For you, you've accomplished a lot of things. But there's one thing that kind of has been elusive, and that's a Daytona 500 win. Is it frustrating? Is it motivating? Is it disappointing? What are your collective feelings on that still being kind of in the bucket list of things you want to accomplish? Yeah, I think it's um, it's it's frustrating when you're oh so close, you know, and, and last year I think is the closest one that I've ever been to that, that slipped away. There was just too many restarts at the end of the race, and I was trying to control them as best as I could, and I just... Um, Denny, Denny got a good restart on the last one, uh, second to last one, and got to my outside with some help from behind and cleared me off a two, and then a caution came out. So he was then in control of the next one, and I, I didn't get the same restart help, whatever. Um, but anyways, you know, when you look back on it, um, I hope not to look back on it after I'm all said and done and say, damn, I never won one. That would be pretty disappointing, you know. But um, certainly – you know, years right now, prime years, whatever, it's it's certainly motivating to get out there and go do it and get it done and, and uh, to be able to put that one aside. But um, it, it's, it's yes, it's skill. Yes, it's car. It's a lot of luck. you got to have everything to, to kind of go your way. And um, it's just the way it is, I think, in this day and age. Do you think the package that we see now at Super Speedway, so no more stricter plate, was a successful thing? Do you think last year we saw good things from that? Uh, yeah, we didn't run the Daytona 500 with this current 
rules. We ran the summer, summer race. Um, so I think the Daytona 500 will look different than what it looked like last year. We'll have to go back and look at some of the Speedway film from the other three races. But, um, you know, I, the Daytona's Daytona. Restrictor plate racing is restrictor plate racing. It's still going to be close competition, everybody bunched up, and, um, you know, lots of action. Okay. For 2020, you can only win one thing between the Daytona 500 and a championship. You can win other races, let's say, but yeah. between you have to choose between the two. Okay. A Daytona 500 win. Or a championship, which do you choose and why? I would choose another championship. And I would choose that because you look at the guys who have won three championships. I think there's five or six that have won three championships. There's only one who's won four, and there's three who's won seven. That just kind of puts you to another level. And Tony Stewart's in that level, and he's going to be a guy who goes down in our sport as a guy who hasn't won a Daytona 500, but nobody remembers that Mm -hmm. like that's not important but everybody will say tony stewart a three-time nascar cup series champion so to me that would that would be my argument but still i'd i'd I'd, let me get three and then ask me that question again (laughs) and it'll probably change we'll be in that position yeah i hope so that question yeah when we talk about hall of fame a lot of people put you in that conversation as a future hall of famer now you obviously have a lot of years left in your career um, but your name is thrown in the likes of jimmy johnson and richard petty and dale earnhardt one of the greats of the sport how does that feel hearing that is that something you you know put yourself in that category or you consider yourself a living legend no i i don't i don't it's it's all debatable, right? So like even Jimmy, is he is he the greatest, or is Earnhardt, or is Petty, whatever? Even there's others that would say Pearson, who never ran that many full time years, could be even better than those guys. But it, it's all just relative. But it, it's all a good argument. It's a good debate. I, I enjoy that sort of stuff. But for me, it's not for me to classify myself as any greater stature than anybody else. You know, I just go out there, do my job, and like you said, hopefully I've got a long time left to be able to accomplish more things and to get to another level um but that level probably not not yet well you've already accomplished a second championship how did it feel different than the first it was cool you know it was fun because you just try to like take it all in and soak it up and and live that that night through a four and a half year old's eyes Mm because he he got a chance to really see it and understand it where the first time he was only six months old so it wasn't really registering whatsoever but uh it was fun you know we we cherished it celebrated it had fun with it uh enjoyed going to nashville and and celebrating a new new championship venue uh, being able to go there with everyone and i'd love to be able to um go back to back i mean why not you know that's what we're here to do is win races win championships and um you know i feel like these are some of the really good years that i have that opportunity i feel like adam's in that right place we've got this final year with this car and there's going to be a new new car that comes up and typically I, I knock on wood when I say this, but typically, you know, we're able to excel when we have new things kind of thrown at us, whether it's me, whether it's Adam or, or Joe Gibbs Racing as a whole. And I'd like to think that uh, we're ready for a good show here coming up. That's your reigning Cup Series champion. He'll be going for his first Daytona 500 win in his 15th try. That's coming up this Sunday. Up next, we'll have 48 stories with Jimmy Johnson. And later, we'll preview the latest podcast on MRN.com. When Chevy decided to advertise the Silverado and the all-new Silverado HD's available camera technology, it was suggested that there were better ways to do it than on the radio. But listen to the Silverado's available transparent trailer camera view. Maybe they're right. So check out the strongest, most advanced Silverados ever for yourself. Find new roads at your local Chevrolet dealer. Read the vehicle's owner's manual for important feature limitations and information. Camera views require available accessory camera and installation. Not compatible with all trailers. See your dealer for details. If you have a car, truck, boat, or other vehicle that's seen better days, but you're not sure what to do with it, turn your clunker into a chunk of change in support of children's health care initiatives when you donate it to the NASCAR Foundation. It's simple and free. Call 844-NASCAR-9 to have your vehicle towed and auctioned off. You get a tax deduction, and the NASCAR Foundation gets the proceeds. Put your vehicle to good use for the kids by donating it today. Call 844-NASCAR-9 today. That's 844-NASCAR-9. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We're putting a bow on this week's show, and we are so glad that you have joined us for this edition of NASCAR Live. As Jimmy Johnson starts his final full-time season in the NASCAR Cup Series, we're going to celebrate his career with a feature called 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson. One of the storylines in this weekend's Daytona 500 
is Jimmy Johnson and his final start in the Great American Race. Jimmy's success in this race started in his rookie season in 2002 when he earned his first career pole. One of the storylines we mentioned a few moments ago was the fact that we have a couple of uh, first-timers on the front row for the Daytona 500. On the Bud Pole, only his fifth Winston Cup start is Jimmy Johnson out of Hendrick Motorsports. Qualifying here on the pole in such fashion is uh, just a dream come true for myself. Uh, you know, great accomplishment for Rick Hendrick and Jeff Gordon as a car owner now, and, and Lowe's uh, to start off the 2002 season. We're very happy. Johnson ended the day in 15th place. It was just four years later when he won his first Daytona 500. Jimmy Johnson looks in the rearview mirror, trouble further back. Greg Biffle goes around, but Jimmy Johnson is headed to victory lane. Jimmy Johnson off turn four, comes into the triumphal with plenty of breathing room. They're battling it out for a second. Jimmy Johnson's going to win the 48th Daytona 500. I, I just, I'm floored. We won the Daytona 500. I remember DW jumping around in victory lane when he won the Daytona 500, and I feel like doing the same right now. In 2013, he won his second Harley J. Earl Trophy. Off of turn number four, it's the low Chevrolet. Johnson leads off the corner. Jimmy Johnson takes his Chevrolet to the bottom of the racetrack. Dale Earnhardt Jr. will look to the inside, look to the outside, but he will not get it done. And Jimmy Johnson has won the Daytona 500 for the second time in his career. Well, there's no other way to start the season than to win the Daytona 500. I'm a very lucky man to have won it twice. And I'm very honored to be on that trophy with all the greats that have ever been in our sport. Even though this will be Jimmy's 19th Daytona 500, he still gets that special feeling when the engines fire. The 500 is always a bit overwhelming, I think because we've been off for a few months and then, you know, we're at our Super Bowl. But uh, that moment, firing the engines is the same. I have the same butterflies and the same excitement that I did when I was eight years old kickstarting my dirt bike. And that's part of that experience I've chased my whole life and, and still thankfully have it each time I get in. This is 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson on the Motor Racing Network. That's our Jason Toy. Thank you so much, Jason. As we get into the 2020 season, remember to go to MRN.com for the latest news. We'll have power rankings and the like. We've got great shows for you to check out as well. And a lot of those shows are podcasts. The latest podcast is celebrating 50 years of the Motor Racing Network. This week's show is about some of the funny stories from the road. Well, he's got a smile on his face as big as Eli Gold had last night when he consumed that five-pound lobster, a great run. We nicknamed this lobster Moby Lobster. So they take Moby out back, and they break it up, and they bring it back. And certainly the fact that he didn't order it didn't stop Eli from consuming it. Bobby Labonte walks over, and his jaw just falls open, just slack and agape, like, oh, my gosh, uh, that is a huge lobster. Well, this was making Eli even you know, more angry about it. Just, I guess we should have just had more lobster la- last night like Eli because he had a big one. <laughs> I had to say that. So anyway. Walked away from their race cars back to the garage area. Jerry Punch will try to catch up with them. Daytona 500 starts, and in the early laps of that race, like the first 15 laps, you know, I hear Barney Hall say, under caution there Daytona, and it is uh, Supertex. A.J. Foyt, who has blown an engine, oh, boy, he is not going to be a happy camper. And you see he's rolling down the garage, rolling down pit road and turns in the garage and comes right by me, billowing smoke from that number 14, you know, Gilmore orange car he's driving. So suddenly, because it's a it's a caution, Barney goes, Barney, I think it's Ken Squire, go to break. They go to commercial. And I'm in commercial. I click my mic on and say, hi, this is Jerry Punch in the garage. I'm going to go get AJ. And there's silence. And then there's just an eruption of laughter in the microphone. And they're thinking, this kid's about to learn a valuable lesson. You know, this is his first time on MRN. His first interview is going to be AJ Foyt. Oh, my goodness. This is going to be fun to listen to. That's all from this week's podcast series, MRN Presents 50 Years, the voice of NASCAR. You can download that show as well as the first nine for free at MRN.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Folks, that's going to wrap things up for us here this week. We'd like to thank Ricky Stenhouse Jr. for joining us. Also, we'd like to thank Brian Patty, Alex Bowen, Eric Jones, Joe Gibbs, and Kyle Bush. And for the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. We thank you as well for joining us. We'll chat with you next week right here on NASCAR Live. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina. And was brought to you by Whelan. On the road, in the air, and around the world. Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. And by Blue Emu. Blue Emu's family of products supports healthy muscles and joints. Is family owned and made here in America. 
It works fast, and you won't stay. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henry and Tyler Burnett and Rich Colbert. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc.